Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. Thanks for joining in with us. I think if you're like me, you've probably failed in something at least once, perhaps a few times. And I don't think I've ever met a millionaire or a billionaire who didn't fail at something sometime. Now, that's all practice, isn't it? You know, it's like driving. The only way you can get really good at driving or even racing is by practice, right? And as long as we learn from our failures and eventually become successful, as fast as possible, of course, then it all seems to be worth it, right? So whether we have failures or not, let's switch to the positive. I like talking about positive. Let's talk about success. Here's the big question. How would you like to cut to the chase and take the simplest steps necessary to make it to success? We'll get ready for this one because we're going to discuss five steps to success with Brian Will. And later in this episode, we have an insider's brief on how the Northwestern Medicine Bloom Cardiovascular Institute uses AI to detect at-risk patients. Stay tuned for that and tell me what you think. And also, please listen for news from our sponsor, Talkify, the country's number one modern matchmaking service. This show is available because of them, so please take note and hear what they have to say. That's Talkify with a special offer for our show listeners. You'll want to check that out later on in this episode. And while we're at it, this is all about helping you and your friends turn your vision into reality. We want to help you get very successful at growing your business to a high sustainable level. And we're going to help turn you into an elite entrepreneur. Meet Brian Will. He's an exceptional visionary business leader. He's been at this game of success for over 35 years. He's created seven highly successful companies over four different industries with a combined value of over half a billion dollars at their peak. Let's get into it. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Tony, thank you for having me. I'm excited about this show today. Me too. I want to learn the five steps to success because there's so many webinars and books and talks and classes. And if you try to attend them all, which I think is physically impossible in one lifetime, there's so much. So what I like about this episode is it's almost like the distillation, just down to the essence. What are the five steps? But before we get into that, let's kind of give your backstory a little bit. Uh, Brian, can you tell us how did it all start for you? Yeah. So this goes back kind of the title of my book, which is a dropout multi-millionaire, Tony. And the genesis of that is I was that kid in high school who stopped showing up, got bad grades, actually dropped, I failed out of high school my junior year. About halfway through, I had missed more than half the days and they kicked me out. They said, you're, you're not going to do this anymore. We don't want you. And and I always tell people this was the first time I ever sold something in my life. I was 16 years old. And what I had to sell was me. And so I had to go see the principal, talk him into letting me come back to school. We cut a deal. He let me back in. I ended up graduating with a 1.2 GPA, which is about a D, D minus. It's, it's pretty low. So that was my start in life. I got kicked out of my house. I was in an abusive home at 18. So as soon as I graduated, had no place to go, joined the military. Did a year of active duty, went into the National Guard, tried to hold jobs, got fired as a waiter, got fired in a construction company, got fired at a Little Caesars Pizza, got fired at parking cars at the airport. I was just a bad employee, right? So here I am. By the way, I'm freshly married now too. So I've met my wife. She was a waitress at at Applebee's. So I got a job as a busboy. And we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with our life. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to take a job with my friend who's a landscaper. So I go out, I join this landscaping company, and I'm out mowing grass. And this is how my entire business life started. I'm sitting in a truck all day long, mowing grass, all these yards every day. And after a while, I started adding up how much money the guy that owned the truck was making, which was about $2,000 a week. And I'm thinking, I'm making 4 bucks an hour, which is $160 a week. This joker's making $1,500 a week, and I'm the one out here doing all the work, right? So one of us is stupid, one of my favorite sayings, and I knew who it was. It was me. So I figured, hey, anybody can mow grass. I started mowing grass. 
started my first business seven years later. I had seven franchises down here in the Atlanta area, and we had this little booming company. And then it crashed and burned. So I lost all my money, lost my house, lost my car, learned a heck of a lot of lessons in that, started selling insurance just because I didn't know what else to do. Figured out that I could sell. This is where I started learning that Brian can actually sell things. And I became the top agent in this agency within about three weeks, having no clue what I was doing. And so once again, I thought, huh, I think I'll start my own business. So I started my own insurance agency. And uh, this was 1997, the beginning of the dot-com boom. And by 1999, which is about two years later, we had developed this internal call center model for selling health insurance that nobody else in the country was doing. And a venture capital company heard about us and came along and snapped us up. So I sold my first company to a venture capital firm. This got me involved in venture capital. We got involved in the internet and technology. I started learning, which is one of the things I'm good at. Left there, started another technology company. That technology company blew up. We sold it to a private equity firm three years after we started. That was a huge deal. Started another online insurance agency. That deal blew up. We sold it to another venture capital firm. Both of those firms are one of the largest in their space in the insurance industry today. In fact, if you live in one of 12 states and you buy health insurance on your own, you're probably buying it on our platform. Uh, Sold those two companies, became a consultant, started consulting for Fortune 500 companies in sales and management, doing turnaround work for people that were trying to get into this direct-to-consumer business field. Had a lot of success there. Decided I'd buy a restaurant one day because I was sitting there drinking and they said it was for sale. So I bought it. That's a cliche, by the way. So now I'm in the restaurant business, losing money. So I buy it. So instead of quitting one, I bought four more because, you know, of course, the first thing you do when you're losing money in one restaurant is you buy four more and uh, got rid of the first one. And the next four were successful. And that got me started in the restaurant business and started doing some investing started a little real estate company. At some point, I decided to write a couple books, which I did. Uh, The Dropout Multimillionaires, a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Got into a little technology company recently that I started. And then I just started to get into politics. So I ran for city council in my hometown, and now I'm a city councilman. So you're the kid who failed out of high school, didn't go to college, failed, failed, failed. I'm now a multi- company, serial entrepreneur, multimillionaire, city council member, real estate owner, and consultant to other entrepreneurs. It's, it's, it's a rags to riches American dream story. Absolutely astounding, Brian. That also you went to a different industry and another, it wasn't like you even knew anything about them. It wasn't a special, Nothing. it wasn't like what you took in college and that you knew all about. I'm just astounded at how you were able to make things successful, regardless of how, how well you knew it, how much knowledge you had. And we're going to go into those five steps. But right before we do that, what was the reason behind this that you kept going? You, you failed at once, so you bought four more. Of course, everybody does that. What's the purpose? Why, what's the reason behind why you kept at it, Brian? You know, it's interesting. In the early days, I didn't have any choice. And I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are like that. The first business failed. But I had no education. I had no discernible job skills. I really, it's not like I could go be an engineer. So my only option was to start another business. And so because my buddy had talked me into selling insurance by showing me these big checks he was making, I said, oh, okay, I can do that. It's actually a running joke with people who know me that I've never known anything about any business I've ever started, including the restaurant business. I don't know how to cook. My stove in my house, four years old, never used it. Not once, ever. Don't know how to mix drinks. I know nothing about the restaurant business, but we have a small restaurant chain that's very successful because what I found out over the years, by the way, is if you know how to run a business, then you know how to run a business. It's not about the mechanics, and we'll talk about this later. It's about the mindset, the business mindset, and understanding how a business runs. And by the way, here, here's the second part of that question is, you ever know anybody that was really ADHD? What that means is they get bored really quickly. And I am a builder and not a manager. So my entire history has been building companies, getting them to a certain point, selling them because I'm tired of them, and then doing something completely different. And so that's why I keep doing different things. In fact, my latest company we're launching is this coaching and speaking company, and I know nothing about it. And in fact, you're going to help me with that. And I'm going to drill down on this point one more time, not to belabor the point too much, 
you're, you're like fearless as like, oh, I don't know anything about real estate. So let's just jump in and you become super successful. There's no fear of failure. There's what I get. It's like you fail. It's like, okay, great. It's, it's like I mentioned at the very beginning. It's like, you know, you're a race car driver and you keep practicing. You may be crashing, but you keep practicing and you wind up getting better. So there's just no fear there. Well, that, that's not completely true. In the early days, there's no fear because you have nothing to lose. When you're a young entrepreneur with no money, there's nothing to lose. So it doesn't matter if you're afraid, you're going to do it anyway, because what's the worst that can happen? I will tell you today, I'm in a different bracket. I'm a different income bracket, different lifestyle bracket. Today, my business risk tolerance, we'll call it, is that I am willing to invest all of my income, but none of my assets. So I make a fairly large income. And if someone comes along and says, hey, we're going to invest a million dollars, like I'm about to build a new restaurant, it's going to cost me a million dollars. Okay, I'll build that. Because I know that's going to come out of my income and not my assets. And if that restaurant fails, I'll make another million dollars next year. So my, my risk tolerance today is that I won't risk my assets. So there's still some fear. It's just that the bar has been raised at my level in life where I can do bigger and bigger things. It's very smart. And I like that. We're talking about the five steps to success with Brian Will, and you can find him at brianwillmedia.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-W-I-L-L media.com. Check it out. Get his book. It's very interesting stuff. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues. The five steps to success with Brian Will. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey, entrepreneurs, let me ask you this. Are you having a hard time meeting great people to date? Really? And if so, let me ask you this. Why do you keep trying the same methods over and over if you know you're set up to fail? I think it's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch to dating. Yes, dating with Talkify, T-A-W-K-I-F-Y. And the reason why is confidence is key when it comes to dating. You know that, but if you've struggled to find worthwhile connections, it really can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. Well, with Talkify, you can feel confident that you're meeting someone special who really and literally was picked out just for you. And here's a few facts about them. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service, and it's designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialists can select successful and compelling candidates so that you can date consciously and productively. That's amazing. So here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you They do background checks, video interviews, and they ask the tough questions that are perhaps a little too awkward for you to do on a first date. And from there, your matchmaker plans your date introductions and handles all the communications for you. This is amazing. Talk about creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. This is like nothing else that I've ever heard of. And Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of their clients met their person within the first 12 matches. So let's do this. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash Tony. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash Tony. One more time. T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Do that now so that you can date consciously and productively. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is The Five Steps to Success with Brian Will. And just a quick thank you that I sincerely appreciate you listening to my weekly shows with today's elite entrepreneurs. And if you like what you hear, please consider giving a kind review 
on Apple Podcasts. Look up The Tony D'Urso Show and do your thing. Thanks so much for listening. And now, back to the chat with Brian. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes here. Now, let's set the stage. We're entrepreneurs. We're business owners. So please help us learn. And perhaps before we get into the five steps, the one thing I want to look at is why do you think most businesses fail? The example I always use, Tony, is, and I like to bring, make this very simplistic. So I use Joe the plumber, right? Joe the plumber is a guy who worked for XYZ Plumbing Company for a number of years. Joe's really good at doing plumbing. One day, Joe decides to start his own business. So Joe starts Joe's Plumbing. Joe's Plumbing as a business will not fail because Joe doesn't know how to do plumbing. Joe's business will fail because Joe doesn't know how to do business. And that's the challenge that most young entrepreneurs have. They're either a salesperson or they are a specialist in their field or whatever it is they do. And they want to launch a business because they feel like they can make a lot of money at it. But what they miss is the fact that business is not about the hard, the skill set or the hard set. Business is about soft skills and mindset. It's understanding the business end, which is where most entrepreneurs don't have it. And that's why they fail. They don't understand all the intricacies, whatever that word is behind it. They don't understand all the things they have to do from a legal standpoint. They don't understand how to manage an actual company. They don't understand managing the employees. They just know how to do the actual job. Or if they were a salesperson and they used to sell a product, well, I can sell this product, so I know how to get it and I can sell it, but they still fail because the business skill set behind what they're doing fails. And generally, it's because they have an ego problem and they're not willing to learn from people who can come in and teach them, or they're not willing to bring that person in because of their ego problem. Most entrepreneurs are hard drivers. They're red on the personality trait scale. They're, they're type A. They, they, they have big egos. They want to run the deal. They want to do their own thing. They want to make the decisions. And a lot of times that brings them down, unfortunately. That makes sense. And I kind of want to go over one thing one more time. Because you've been successful in disparate industries, it's not like you're a mechanic, you love wrenching on cars, you open up an auto shop, and next thing you know, you're building race cars. It wasn't like a tiered success in a way based on what you love to do, what you're passionate about. It's very different. But is there some love or is there, oh, I love this industry or I love to do this and you went through it? I'm, or is it just, I just want to make money. What is it? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's running a quarry company. Oh yeah, great. Let's go crush some rocks. Now I want to kind of get into the mindset of, was it just to make money or was it something else? What was it behind all that? I, I like the, the, the story, like I'm a pilot. I love flying. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world, but I don't want to be a professional pilot. I, I'm a dive master. I love diving and teaching, but I don't want to do that for a living. I love vacationing down in, in the Caribbean islands, but I don't want to live there, Right. To me, the fun is business. And it doesn't really matter what the business is. It's building the business. It's figuring things out. It's getting those successes. It's getting it to a level where it's, it's doing well. That's the part I like. And, and the industry, to me, doesn't matter. It's, it's kind of irrelevant to me. If you bring me a good business idea, and I can run the numbers on it, and we, I, it looks to me like we're going to make money, dollar signs roll in my eyeballs. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. It's, let's rock and roll. So it's about the business for me, not the, not the industry. All right. That makes good sense. And I get that. You like being successful. I think that's your passion. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the five steps to success. Brian, what's the first step? The first step is that you have to understand, I said this a minute ago, that business is not a skill set. Business is a mindset. This is the biggest misconception that people started, that are starting a business have. They think it's a skill set and it's not. It's the business behind the business. It's understanding how a business runs. It's understanding how to sell products or service, whatever it is you do. It's understanding human nature and what people are going to do and what they're not going to do, whether it's your customer or whether it's your employee. It's understanding that, honestly, there are a lot of things against you in business. A lot of people are going to come at you and try to bring you down, whether it's your employees, your competitors, it's the government. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen to you, and you have to have the right mindset to succeed not just the skill set. Joe's plumbing will not fail because he doesn't know how to plumb. It'll fail because he doesn't know how to be a, a business person. So with that, if you're going to start a business and you want to be successful, if you have never been successful in business before, 
then you don't know how. And this is a key critical point that you need to understand and you need to understand it so that you can do something about it, right? I can't do plumbing. I have no idea how. What I do know how to do, however, is run a business. So if you're a plumber, you should call me and let me teach you how to run a business, right? Understand that you don't know what you're doing and you're going to have to learn a lot of things that you may not know today in order for you to be successful. That was number two, by the way, which leads into number three. Number three is, since you don't know what you're doing, the very first thing you need to do before you get started is you need to bring in somebody who does know what they're doing to teach you the things that they have already failed at so that you won't fail at them and you can accelerate your success. Whatever your business is, if, if you call me and say, hey, I'm starting a business and I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I come in and I say, Tony, nah, no, don't do that. I've done that. I've done that. Those two things are going to fail. Do it this way and do it this way. I've just accelerated your learning curve. I've now taught you something you didn't know. I've helped you avoid a mistake, which could save you months and months of time because you had to fail, learn, lose money, start over, get more money and keep going. The very first thing you should do, understand you don't know what you're doing, find somebody who does, bring in a coach, a mentor, join a mastermind group, whatever it is, find somebody who can help you avoid the mistakes you're about to make. Now, I preface that with one of my big pieces of advice is, you're a young entrepreneur, do not chase the advice of billionaires. That is a waste of time. Billionaires think at a different level. Even 100 millionaires think at a different level. But to use an extreme example, let's assume for a second that you run a trucking company and you move product from LA to San Francisco. Okay? And you got to move this product back and forth constantly. So we know that the traffic's terrible. So you got to start figuring out traffic patterns, when to send your trucks, when they can drive, when they can't drive. That's what you need to figure out. You need to find somebody who's mastered that. Now, if you call Elon Musk, when Elon got stuck in traffic between San Francisco and LA, he said, let's build a tunnel underground and then we'll zip our Teslas through there at 160 miles an hour. My point is, he's at such a different level than you are, he can't help you. His advice is not relevant. So find somebody who can help you who is 10 steps ahead of you, just made those mistakes, just had those successes, that can reach down and pull you up and help you avoid a lot of problems and save you a lot of time. So that was number three. You need to get a coach. Number one, ran right into two and three quickly. What was two very clearly again? Number one was business is a mindset more than a skill set. Number two, understand you don't know what you're doing. Oh, you need to find somebody to help you. Number two is literally an understanding level. It's almost like part of three because it's it like, is. face it, we're all smart in something. That's why we're here. That's why we're listening to this podcast. But it takes such a long time to, to learn everything. So we'll speed it up with a mentor. It almost seems like they're both conjoined, but I guess one flows into the other very easily. And it does. And I'll be very honest with you. I've sat down with people and told them you don't know what you're doing and they argue with me. So until I can get past that mindset that you don't have all the answers, you're not supposed to have all the answers, you're never going to have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. None of us do. That mindset has to be set before they're ever going to accept phase number three, because the, the challenge with getting a coach, I can come in and tell you everything in the world. If you're not going to listen to me, then it's not going to do you any good. And the reason you won't listen to me because you haven't accepted point number two, which is you don't know what you're doing. Well, it hits a little bit of an ego thing there too. The person starting a company, they've put their life, their blood, sweat, tears, they put their family on the line, hocked their house or whatever. They don't want someone coming in and paying you know, good money, let's call it, to say, oh, you don't know Jack. It's like, wait. Yep. Let's dive into that for just 30 seconds. Sure. If you're going to bring that coach in, let me tell you something. You better vet that person really hard before you start taking their advice. You don't need somebody who got a $149 certificate off the internet to do life coaching. You don't need somebody who's never built a successful business. I know those as well. If you're going to take advice, vet the person's background, make sure they've had the success that you want, make sure they are where you want to go then accept their advice. Because if they haven't done those things, which is probably not your parents, it's probably not your friends, it's probably not any of your relatives. It's, you need to find somebody who's really done it before you take their advice. So the vetting process is huge in number three, get a, get a coach. That totally fits very well. All right. So we're at three, we need a mentor coach. And by the way, I've mentioned this many times on my show, 
when I started podcasting, I didn't know any entrepreneurs. I came from a different industry. I had zero audience. I had never done public radio or podcasting before. I got myself a mentor. I got someone to help me who happens to be Michael Benner. He was a, a very well-known, he is a very well-known DJ from uh, Southern California. He's in the who's who. And he, uh, he accepted to give me help and tips on podcasting, being on the radio. Makes all the difference in the world to get someone that you can click with that can then show you. I can't say enough about having a mentor or coach, as you say. I think it's the difference between success and failure. But then with a lot of perseverance, you busted through a couple doors yourself and became successful. I don't know if you had mentors for everything, but you probably didn't have good mentors when you had your failures. I did not. I had no mentors when I was young, and that's why I struggled for 20 years. It wasn't until I found one that we went from zero to 100. I went from 100,000 a year to a million a year in an income, and that was because of a mentor. And to your point, and this is my shameless plug for you, I've only been in the podcast business now for about a month or so, and Tony is one of my mentors. So I appreciate what you've done and how you've been helping me along the way here. So, Oh, thank you. uh, Everybody needs a mentor. I hope we get your show very successful. And I say hope from a humble heart because we can introduce a a few people that I know to your show. So it'll work. It'll work. And I thank you. You're welcome. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues, The Five Steps to Success with Brian Will. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey, entrepreneurs, just a quick note here. Are you doing the dating thing? If so, did you make a note to check out Talkify.com slash Tony, like I just mentioned? Hey, you know, it's all about confidence, and this is really going to help you. It's a whole new system. I really encourage you to check it out. There's a reason it's the country's number one modern matchmaking service. So give it a try, T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Do that so you can date consciously and productively. You're listening to The Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Erso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is The Five Steps to Success with Brian Will. And check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can find and listen to just about every interview I ever recorded at Tony. D-U-R-S-O.com slash podcast. And I mean, all seven years of interviews are found on the master archives at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Brian. Number four, you ready? Here we go. Number four, this is one of the keys. Whatever your product or service is, you need to know why people should buy from you. And that, that it might seem like an easy, well, of course they should buy from me. I have XYZ product. But you know what? So does everybody else. Why should they buy from you? And I, I tell the story of a guy who worked for me. I was out in Portland, Oregon, doing a consulting thing for a company as an interim CEO. And about a year ago, he called me up on the phone and he said, hey, man, I've broken away from that company and I have a new product I'm selling. I need a line to get in the door, to get past the gatekeeper so I can sell my product. And I said, well, why should they buy from you? He goes, well, because I give great customer service. And I said, so what? Everybody says they give great customer service. You're going to have to do better than that. He goes, well, I care about their employees more than everybody else. I said, BS. So what? I don't believe you. That's a lie. You're a salesperson. Not buying. You're not getting up. You're not getting past the door. He goes, well, what should I say? I said, I don't know. You need to tell me why anybody should buy your product from you and not somebody else. And when you figure that out, that's your line. We don't need a slick line. We just need to know why people should buy from us and not somebody else. You got to have something different. You got to have something unique. You have to have something that makes a connection. You need to know why they should do it from you. And you figure that out. Now you've got a business. 
So that's number four. Why should they buy from you? And on that why, because it could be so many things. There's a zillion answers for that. It has to be so unique. Yes. It has to be very unique and very different, uh, which all the big companies, if you study them, they all have something that was very, very different that set them apart, which made them the big company. Because a customer has to say, this is why we're buying from this person. Because this is what's unique. It's what's different. It's what's better. This is what we get that we can't get from somebody else. That's the reason why they're going to buy from you. My other example is my book, right? I did my book. I was looking for an editor and I interviewed three big companies and I got all their pricing and all their structures and everything. And then somebody referred me to an independent editor and I called her up. Her name's Hillary. And I said, Hillary, why should I buy from you? Why should you be my editor? And she said, well, to be honest with you, I know the companies that you're looking at. I've been approached by all three to work for them as a subcontractor, because what you don't know is they don't actually do the work. They take your money and subcontract it out to me. I do the work, give it back to them, and they give it to you. And they're charging you an upcharge. It reminds me of that, uh, I'm sorry, uh, that person that ran the landscaping business and made the 2000 bucks uh, bucks a month or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I said, is that true? And she said, yes. I said, well, why would I not use you and save money? She goes, I don't know. I used Hillary. She gave me a why. So that I I asked her later, I said, did you even know what you were doing? She said, what are you talking about? Like, it was just natural to her. I said, I'm just telling you what you did was amazing. She didn't read your book yet. (laughs) I was only writing the book at that point. And she is in the book. She was like, oh my gosh, you put me in the book. I said, well, that's because what you did was good. All right. So we've gotten all this down. We've got our mindset. We know that we don't know what we're talking about. We've got a coach. We understand what our product is and why people should buy it. We've launched our business. This is the key to success moving forward. And it's a profit and loss statement. It's knowing your numbers. Mm. You would be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, Tony, but a lot of you would be surprised how many zero to $5 million companies don't have clean books. They don't have clean P&Ls. They don't do what we call pattern recognition on profit and loss statements. They don't look at historical. They just don't know what's going on in their business. And it blows my mind every single time. How can you run a business if you don't know what's going on? I look at the restaurant business. I've gone in to buy a dozen restaurants and I'd say 10 out of 12, no P&Ls. Can't they throw their receipts in a box and their accountant comes in every six months and loads it in QuickBooks? And my answer is, how do you even know what you're doing? Every business is run on metrics, on percentages, on on gross and nets. If you don't know what those are on the back of your hand, if you can't rip those things off while you're running your day to day business, then you're literally making decisions in a vacuum and you have no idea whether they're right or wrong. So, as a business owner, the very first thing you need to do as you're rolling is get your numbers right. And I tell people this because I hear this from small business owners. Well, I'm not very good with numbers. Then bring somebody in who is because you can't make good decisions in the dark. You have to know what's going on in order to make the right decisions to move your business forward. So number five is know your numbers. Okay. These are very easy steps, very simple steps. And I want to drill down a little bit. I say easy and that's almost a cliche. It's, it's easy, but it's also hard. If it was easy, everybody would be a trillionaire, right? Yep. It's work. It takes work to be really good at anything. And there are blockades to this, one of which is sales, but I think sales and the marketing is why buy from you. So that's kind of covered. And I'm looking at this and going, it seems easy. I'm going, okay, what could go wrong with these five points? What gets in the way of that? I know we touched on ego. And once that gets out of the way, the person will get the mentor, the coach, be in the mastermind. But I'm looking at how can this fail? What else could topple this or block it? Wrong market, wrong product, wrong pricing. We're getting back to your coach and mentor again. Wrong competition, bad decision-making, not listening to your mentor. There's a, if you did those five things and you were in the right market with a good product, you're going to succeed. The problem is... The ego, I hate to keep saying the ego, but the ego gets in the way most of the time. We have these these hard-charging entrepreneurs who don't want to listen. It's an ego problem. The next big thing they do is they want to do everything for everybody. 
because they can do it faster, they can do it better. And so they do everybody in the company's job. I always, if I walk into a business and the entrepreneur is like, oh, I got all this burnout. I say, how can you be burned out if you've got a whole staff here? You're not letting your staff do their job because you don't trust them and you think you can do it faster. Well, the problem is now you've shown mistrust in your people. You're in there trying to do everything for everybody, which dilutes what you're good at. And now your business is going to stagnate or go backwards. So you've got to get out of your own way as an entrepreneur. And we're talking businesses, even up to the 5 and $10 million level, CEOs and entrepreneurs get in their own way because they try to be everything to everybody. They don't trust their staff. They don't let them learn. They don't let them fail and learn. Even your staff has to fail and learn. That's how they get better at what they do. If you don't allow them, then you're never going to have an exceptional employee, right? And then eventually, you've got to get out of your own way by replacing yourself at every position in the company up to the CEO level so that your job is 30,000 foot, right? Your job is looking down, giving strategic direction and making entrepreneurial decisions, not down in the mud, doing all the things that everybody else needs to be doing in the mundane. So it's a mindset. It is a mindset and an ego issue that keeps people from succeeding. Totally agree. And while we're going through this, I'm thinking of different questions. And every question that I want to pose to you, it seems like it could be answered by step number three the mentor, the coach, the consultant, every question, is this product good enough? Should I make it bigger? Should I make it smaller? Should I make it larger? What about the packaging? What about how to get it to people? Everything that I can think of. That's the point. The person that knows that even knows the industry, just knows how to be have a successful business can walk you through the shoals, the rocks and whatever, and get you through. It seems like that is the balance, that's the pivot point on this. I'm going to tell you a quick story. And this is what I drill into people all the time. So this is my quick story. Apple computer, right? Half of us got an iPhone run by Apple. Apple computer is the largest company on planet earth. One of the most profitable businesses in the world run by a guy named Tim Cook. Tim Cook is clearly genius level person if he can run a two and a half to $3 trillion company. Tim Cook, along with every other major company in the world, has a board of directors. That board of directors comes in to see him about every three months. And they're from all different industries, manufacturing and chemicals and higher education and just all different industries. And they all sit down in the big boardroom and they say, Tim, tell us what's going on at Apple. And he says, hey, man, I got issues with Foxconn in China. I got some political issues over here. I got some tax issues over here. I got some union issues over here. And they all get together and they collaborate with their thinking. And they say, Tim, based on everything you've told us, this is what we think we need, you should do. The meeting ends. Tim says, thank you. He takes all of their advice. He applies it to Apple and moves Apple forward. Now, if Tim Cook needs help making decisions, what in the world do you as a young entrepreneur think you don't need help? Pin drop silence on that because it's like, there's nothing that you can say. It's like, that's how important and how valuable and how vital he still needs that help. With that said, I'm wondering what are some of your big challenges that you've handled in business that you've pushed through that probably have helped you learn these are the five steps? Because there's 56,000 different things to do to run a business. I know for a fact, because all the webinars, all the all the social media posts, all the books, all the, all the classes that are out there. There's a lot of tips. I mentioned that at the very beginning. There's so many things that are told us, you need this, you need this, you need this. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, you've learned these through the School of Hard Knocks we talked about. And I'm wondering, what challenges have you had that perhaps made you realize this is that vital, these five steps? Have you ever heard the phrase that uh, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer? The reason that's true, and and I'll put it this way, the only difference between me and you and Elon Musk, the only difference is the way we think. The only difference between a rich man and a poor man is the way they think. The only difference between a successful entrepreneur and a failing entrepreneur is the way they think. That's the only difference. We're all humans. We do the same. It's the way you think. If you took and you hear this from entrepreneurs all the time. If you took me with what I know today and the way I think today, and you made me 20 years old again, I'd probably be a billionaire, not just what I've got, right? Because my thinking process is so far along and so farther evolved from where I was then, I know how to make good decisions and I know what I need to do and what I don't need to do. 
All of that knowledge, however, came from failing over a long period of time. I had a lot to learn back then. If I had had a coach or mentor then, I can't even imagine where I would be today. So I forgot your whole question here, Tony. What was the question? I was asking about challenges, like big challenges that you've had throughout. Oh, yes. But that being said, my biggest challenge in life was always me. It was my lack of knowledge, my unwillingness to let somebody help me, my not knowing what I was doing. I tell this story all the time. It took 20 years of me building businesses, and, and I, never, I never crossed that $100,000 a year line. Never. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues. The Five Steps to Success with Brian Will. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests, Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is The Five Steps to Success with Brian Will. And now, back to the chat with Brian. And I brought a partner in who was a senior partner of this internet company who had already been uber successful. I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars. But there was still that thing in my head where I wanted to be my own man and make my own decisions, and I'm going to do it my way, like Frank Sinatra. And I remember in 2003, he came in and he said, we're going to invest $500,000 into our company, and both of us owe the money back. But but Steve put the money in, so technically I owed it, right? His $500,000, I owed the money back. And we went along for nine months. And my CPA walked into my office one day and he said, Brian, you need to shut the internet thing down. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, they've burned through the entire $500,000. We've generated zero revenue. By the way, I'm running my insurance company up here while they're doing that. They've generated zero revenue. They're going to bankrupt you. You already owe a half a million dollars. And I got panicked. And I went home and I talked to my wife. I said, I got to get out of this thing. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have a half a million dollars. I haven't made that much in the last five, six years. The next day, my partner, Steve, comes and sits down in my office. And I love Steve. He drove a pickup truck, wore a t-shirt, you know, some dirty shoes and a pair of gym shorts. And he says, hey, listen, we're going to invest another $66,000 in the company. And it's going to just pile onto the debt, but don't worry about it. And I remember I I sat there looking at him like, Steve, I don't have another $66,000. He said, well, I'm putting it in. I said, I don't want to owe you another $66,000. This thing's not working. We need to stop it. Frank just came in here and told me this company was going bankrupt. We got to shut this thing down. I don't want to do it. And he said, Brian, listen to me. I've done this before. It's going to work. And I said, Steve, but it's not working. And he said, all right, I'm going to make you a deal. You do it your way. You give me my equity back. I'll erase your $500,000 of debt. We walk away as friends. I don't want this to come between our friendship. Make a decision. And I sat there looking at him and that ping pong ball in my head's going back and forth. Like, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. I, I can walk away from a half a million in debt. I'm going to go home and tell my wife I win. And, but then I'm looking at the guy across from me thinking he's worth $20 million and I'm worth like 20. And finally I said, okay, Steve, I'm in. If we're going down, if I'm going down, I'm going down with you. I clearly have had, haven't had your success. I clearly need to stop taking my own advice. I'm in. He said, perfect. I never want to hear that again. Got up and left my office. That next 12 months, we did 6 million in revenue, 13 million in revenue, 32 million in revenue, 60 million in revenue. We sold the company for $80 million in 2006. And I was this close to saying I won out. And I can't even imagine what my life would be like today if I had made that decision and listened to me as opposed to somebody else. It was what that's when I learned to listen to somebody else. That's powerful. That's why you shouldn't rely on your own advice 
always get someone. Yes. <laughs> always bounce it off of someone. That's absolutely amazing. I love that story. I've got a tattoo, by the way, that says I'm in to remind me of that story. And Steve was my mentor and, and he just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Very sad day for me, but he will have always affected my life, my children's, my grandchildren's. He created generational wealth in my family that I can never pay his family back for. So that's the power of listening to somebody else. That's astounding. And I'm sorry for the loss of your friend. Okay, well, once again, we spoke about the five steps to success with Brian Will, and you can find him at brianwillmedia.com. Amazing points, simple, but so deep. I mean, I, I tore it apart a little bit trying to dive in, and these are sound, great steps. Brian, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I truly hope it helps all of our business owners and entrepreneurs in the audience. And um, I just really, really liked it. Thank you so much. Tony, I appreciate you so much having me on the show today. This was awesome. Here's an insider's brief on how the Northwestern Medicine Bloom Cardiovascular Institute is using AI to detect at-risk patients. Cardiologists at Northwestern Medicine are using AI to identify patients with advanced heart failure who require specialized care including those who might need ventricular assistance devices or transplant. We speak with Dr. Faraz Ahmad, cardiologist and associate director of the Northwestern Medicine Bloom Cardiovascular Institute's Center. Welcome, Dr. Faraz. So good to have you on with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start here, doctor. Can you tell us how common is heart failure? So heart failure affects over 6 million adults in the U.S., and it's only expected to grow over the next decade. It, it may affect up to 8 million U.S. adults by 2030. Now, how does AI give doctors advance notice on heart failure? So at Northwestern Medicine, we want to be proactive in finding these patients who have advanced heart failure. So advanced heart failure is when a patient with heart failure has progressive disease and it's highly impacting their quality of life. And at that time, it may help them, if they aren't already, to see a heart failure specialist. And so in Northwestern Medicine, we have a large health system and a lot of data. And so working with a team of engineers in our health system, we developed an algorithm using AI to find these patients with advanced heart failure. And then we developed an entire workflow that we embedded within our electronic health record system to funnel them in to, um, heart, to see a heart failure specialist as soon as we can. Now, that's amazing. So what happens when a patient reaches advanced heart failure? When patients reach advanced heart failure, it's an important time to have a discussion with someone who specializes in advanced heart failure. At that time, the discussion can include understanding the patient's goals and preferences, trying to determine whether there are additional medications or devices that could help them feel better and live longer, and whether for a subset of patients, they could be a candidate or may derive or actually derive benefit from having an evaluation for something like a heart pump or a heart transplant. So what steps do need to be taken and how about lifestyle changes? So I think for all patients who have heart failure, they should have a discussion with their clinical team, whether it's their primary care clinician, cardiologist, or heart failure specialist, about all the things they can do to stay healthy and feel as good as they can. These in many cases include medications, in some cases include devices, and in all cases include certain healthy lifestyles. These, these lifestyle changes include staying as active as possible, strength training, exercising, um, and also certain diet changes as well, and trying to have as heart healthy of a diet as possible. Doctor, are there new treatment options? So fortunately for patients with heart failure, we have a lot of treatment options. Um, and these include medications, devices, and also for a subset of patients, things like heart transplants for when patients have advanced heart failure, as well as heart pumps. And fortunately, in our field in the last few years, there have been several new drugs for certain types of heart failure. And this is why getting specialty cardiovascular care, either a cardiologist or heart failure specialist, is really important. And how else can AI be used to help patients? So at the Bloom Cardiovascular Center for AI, we're interested in using AI in a number of ways to help our cardiovascular patients. For example, we're working with a company that has helped automate the capture of images for echocardiograms or heart ultrasounds. And so with this AI-guided system, someone who is not 
a professional to obtain these images can use AI to get these images themselves. And we think this can be really potentially helpful in places that don't have access to cardiology care, whether it's trying to do echoes at home or even in places around the world with less resources. And where can our listeners go for more information? So to learn more about the Bloom Carbaster Institute and our Center for AI, you can visit heart.nm.org. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Tony. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality over and over. We spoke about five steps to success with Brian Will. We talked about so many great things, business. I love this interview. We talked about, well, why do most businesses fail? And we really got into the five steps to success. Mindset, that was number one. Number two, you got to understand you don't know all the answers. You just don't know it all, which leads to step three, get a mentor, a coach, a consultant, join a mastermind, get help. The biggest company in the world doing trillions in sales, that CEO, he's got people who mentor him and give him help when he needs it. And then number four, why should people buy from you? The mentor will help you on that, but you've got to have that clear distinction. Why you? And you've got to know your numbers. That's step five. You've got to know what's your profit, what's your losses. You've, you've got to get into the nitty gritty and really confront what's going on. We talk about so many points such as ego that might get in the way. Again, that's where the mentor coach comes in to help you and change your mindset. If you knew everything that you know now, when you started off, you probably would be a lot better now. And I think everyone can say that without question, that if we knew what we know now and we were young, it just would be a whole different world. So we've got the way that we think. And at different levels, we're at different ways we think. There's a lot to this, but let me ask you here. What hit home with you? What resonated with you? Let me know. And please share this with a few friends to help them too. All right? Use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks. Remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds. Do good deeds. And join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.